superstitions really um, a block. And I started to learn that because I had really abided by that old form of manifestation, which I call kind of rhetoric, where it's all about don't feel your negative feelings or you'll attract more negativity fake it until you make it and I did you know really try all of these genuinely like I imagine many people have and it just did not prevail and if anything it actually put me in a lot more misery because I couldn't feel my feelings fully and therefore I had a lot of pent-up grief sadness resentment unworthiness and happiness and security and I think that superstitions can be a real injustice to us. Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, Mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. If you enjoy this episode, share it with your fellow manifester that's struggling or could really benefit from the information that you're about to learn. Many of you have been following my IVF journey on Instagram stories and here, and I've been really candid about it. But at the top of the journey, there came a point, a very pivotal point. I was driving home from my doctor's office, Dr. Meredith Brower in Santa Monica, and I had this moment where I thought, do I share this? And I actually did an Instagram story on it. I said, you know, I'm starting this journey. Would you guys like to follow it? And I had to think about it. It was, you know, a a very large number of yeses. And I had to think about it. And I had a fear that came up. And the fear wasn't, what if this doesn't work out? I think after four years of trying, I'm so jaded anyway that I didn't put any expectations into it working out. The fear was actually stemming back to a superstition I've picked up that I think a lot of us carry, where if I share this before it's good news, then I might jinx it. And I went, hold the phone, wait a second, how many of these do I have floating around down below? And I realized, shit, this is something we haven't covered before ever, superstitions. And when I started to think and channel on it, I went, wow, superstitions are just multiple occurrences that our ancestors witnessed back before they had access to science and studies, the study of, you know, I believe that's what science means. So one of our team members have told me, I haven't actually Googled that definition, but it's the witness of multiple occurrences and creating these in an effort to keep us safe and alive. 
And many don't serve us anymore. And many of them come through cultural. It's very, like I see that cultural is the most prevalent, but there's also really subliminal messaging of superstitions within our society as well. And so this episode that we're going to do today on superstitions, it's explained superstitions, also the theme of the month, isn't to be triggering It's not to be insensitive. It's actually an invitation to follow this journey this month with us for you and I, all of us, to question which superstitions are serving us and aren't. What are superstitions in our life? It's really an exploration for every single one of us. And it's baffling how subliminal these are and how we've received so many of them through osmosis, may it be society or again, cultural and family. And so beyond the superstitions that I educate on often within our How to Manifest workshop, such as negative feelings will not attract bad things into your life. So feeling your feelings don't actually attract bad things into your life. They're your roadmap to see where your blocks are looping in your subconscious. So I really welcome people to feel those. Or like another one that I always demystify for people There was a big thing when I used to do the rhetoric of, you know, spiritual bypass manifestation where it's like, um, spend the money as if you already have it. And that really put me into debt. And I think a lot of people can identify with us, uh, me on that. Therefore, that's not really the way to go about money and unblocked money. We teach a lot of how to manifest money, including opening portals for it, really looking at the blocks that you've picked up around money that are literally pushing them away on a subconscious level, finding the expanders to show and create the space in your subconscious of what's possible. And then I really talk about I'm somebody who houses tons of crystals. I have a lot of spiritual, what a lot of people will call spiritual materialism or tools, but I know that none of them contribute to manifestation. I'm here to tell you that you don't need anything for manifestation but yourself and the teachings around how it actually works. So those are beautiful enhancements, but that citrine's not going to be the thing that manifests more money. Um, it can enhance that process, but if you have heavy subconscious limiting beliefs around money and your subconscious has never seen to believe that what you want is possible for it, that's a train's not going to do shit to bring money in. You don't need to manifest under a new moon. You can manifest on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. just because you want to. So we educate on a lot of those very obvious superstitions, but what we're actually really curious to dig into this month are the superstitions we harbor on a subconscious level that are usually attached to shadow. And why is that the case? Because at the true root of most superstitions, it's fear, you know, and most fear for us is that we won't be safe. And in today's society, I mean, it varies based on where you live and, you know, the circumstances you're in. But a lot of the fear that creates our shadow is our lack of safety is if we don't follow the norm, we won't be loved. And so we've added a whole new day inside of the shadow workshop called Superstition. So we can all take a microscope to this in our subconscious mind and look at all of these subliminal ones that are still controlling us and programming us. And so 
other things we've added to Unblock Shadow as well is at the very end, we're starting to add every question people have had and my answer to it. So we're going to be adding that each month as we focus on a new theme and a new workshop. We're going to be adding the Q&As at the very last day so you have access to all of the questions that have been asked. And we're adding them in batches because there are a lot. So just you have to keep going back to stick with it. Um, and then we also added a step of how to feel secure. So how to, if you're in shadow, there's a lot of like, you're either dog paddling, which is an attachment style, or you're avoidant. So not looking at hiding your head under the sand. And it's really like the energetic about how to get back into secure. Um, and then how to dig up triggers if you're having trouble identifying them. We go a little bit deeper in that for the questions we've received. So I invite everybody this month to go on the journey with us to look at what superstitions are in your reality that are still creating shadow and blocks for you that don't serve you whatsoever anymore that you've picked up. I mean, I'm Irish, so I'm full of so many superstitions. A big one for me is that um, I will always be in poor Irish poverty mentality because that's how generations in my family have been. They've been that the women always have jobs that support everybody, but the really entry-level, low-paying, shift-based jobs. And I had to go really look at that deep cultural programming and go, fuck this. This isn't my story. I'm breaking the cycle for all of my family and for the next generations to come. So it's as simple as looking at, I mean, what are some common ones that that we carry? I put in our newsletter, what about the one like I mentioned that if we share good news before it's solidified, then it might get taken away or not come through. Or have you ever had the bad juju fear? Like, oh my gosh, I'm putting bad juju out there. One of our team members, Amanda Blair, who's working with us right now, and we have some really exciting news coming up with her very soon, but um, she's been really helping us buff up these workshops because she's so versed in this work and she's also able to bring different perspectives. And so she actually had at one of her magnetic meetups that she hosts in Brooklyn, somebody come up to her recently that said, if you wear a ring on your left finger, then you won't find a partner. You won't attract one, right? Like you'll be pushing that away. And it's like, no, that has no relevance. And so this episode and this month is to basically go, it's to kind of out our shadow and create some situational magnetism to be like, nope, that's not my reality. Maybe that's society's reality, but the beauty of our subconscious mind is we get to create our own reality and do that co-dance with the universe. And so for me, getting back to my original story, should I share my IVF journey in, in lieu of that fear, if I share news before it's solidified, it might not come through. I had to actually go, hold the phone. This doesn't control me. I'm always an open person. And in fact, I'm going to create magnetism to defy this and go, whether the news is good or bad, which this superstition does not determine that, I am going to share the whole process. And through that, it's created tons of situational magnetism. So in this episode, we cover a lot. We go on tangents. We kind of move all over the place. But that's what this episode in this month is, is to invite you on the journey to really look at your superstitions. You can do that through unblocked shadow within the pathway and to enjoy your journey to see what comes up for you. 
Otherwise, all that's new in my life on the IVF front, I shared with a lot of people on Instagram story that we ended up with eight healthy embryos, and we found out that five of them are female, three are male, and we're stoked because it really takes the pressure off of time for us, and now um, whatever way we choose to approach fertility may have still be on the natural path or if we choose to transfer or if we choose to wait a couple of years I mean we just have a lot more freedom now and so that's really really lucky and I know how lucky that is and so I just want to send a really heartfelt loving I'm here with you while you're on this journey as well if you're experiencing infertility whichever type of infertility that might be because it is the most exhausting emotional taxing infuriating stressful, heartbreaking journey that I've ever been on. And so I just really want to share that I see you, I'm with you, I'm equally in it with you. Actually, something that's been really helpful for me during this process has been Danny Beinstein's workshop. She has digital workshops, and there's this really incredible chakra-based one. For those of you who don't know, she just launched a cool membership program called The Inner Compass. And so what it is is, and this isn't um, like I'm not getting paid for this or no affiliate. I just have been, you know, really I think it's a really cool and beautiful process. Everybody knows she's my go-to astrologer. So the inner compass is every month she goes through all full moon and new moon education with journal prompts to really have us harness the energy at a really low rate. I think it's $22 a month or you can buy it for $222, I think it is, for the full year. And you also then get access to both of her digital workshops, which is an astrology-based one teaching you about astrology and your own charts. And then the second is this um, chakra one that I'm talking about. And that's been really beautiful to open up a lot of space in my heart and my life. I also have been sharing with everybody that I've been doing Alexis Smart's uh, inner, or I'm sorry, Peaceful Worrier. I'm just about to finish my bottle on that. And it really, again, I had this moment, you know, and maybe it was Mercury retrograde. I don't know what it was, but I definitely had my breakdown to break through. And I'm really feeling the energetic effects of that now. And it's also really beautiful, beautiful because it feels like it's putting me into that true heart space that is in the same frequency as children and a baby. And so it's no accident that I think I'm doing this at the same timing. Uh, It's really, really special. I'm very in my feminine. So that's been super cool. We'll link both below Danny, the inner compass. We'll link I think I've linked it in many episodes. We'll link Alexis Smart's Remedies. I've been loving my Blue Blocks Night Blockers, which is the eye mask that completely shuts out 100% of light. That you can, we do have a code for. It's magnetic, all caps, M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C for 15% off. I talk about this a lot, so you should have the discount if you're into Any form of light blocking, I have all of the glasses at this point. I have the day glasses, the night red lenses, and we have two great episodes on those with Andy Mant, which we'll link below too if you want further education. And then I've been in this whole detoxifying my hormones out of my body, which has gone really well on the IVF front. Like, I've been back to basal body temperature ings just to see where my hormones are, and they're actually incredible. Um, 
there was a point where I kind of talked about that I screwed up on the bean protocol a little bit. I didn't screw up. I just acted out during the holidays because everything was like hormonally sound. And then I started having some kombuchas and cheese. And and then the following month, I was back to that like zigzag, zigzag, I guess you could call it, temperatures, you know, but in my luteal phase where they had just like risen and risen and risen, showing that my progesterone was perfect. But during that time, I was getting cramps again during ovulation and two weeks leading up to my cycle. Nothing bad, but just where I'm like, oh, is this endometriosis? Like, what's going on? And weirdly, the hormones of the IVF have totally taken any of those away this month. So my hormones are actually in really good shape. All of my uh, temperatures look very balanced, and I don't have any of the PMS symptoms yet. So I don't know what that's about, but it's been really cool. And I've been doing the bean protocol very strong, very heavy. So maybe that's been a really helpful process Um, all around. Again, I just want to say for somebody new tuning in, I will probably do a full fertility episode. But overall, the IVF was actually really good on my body. And I was very, very afraid of it. I mean, I didn't do it for four years because I was so afraid that my body wasn't strong enough. I'm so sensitive. I'm so natural and crazy enough that I must have needed something in those hormones because they made me sleep better. I felt way better. I had more energy. I looked really glowy. It was only 10 days of actual hormones. And then ever since I've been doing fine, I did have a little bit of a come down process after. It was a couple of night sweats, but that's all I noticed and a couple of low dips of sadness and anxiousness, but very mild. And I was aware it was hormonal, so it was easy to get through. Um, so I don't know if if the bean protocol really contributed six months, both Max and I did it ahead of time. Um, I would recommend that. My FSH count was much higher um, than it was the last year when I kind of was like curious about IVF and didn't do anything but did get that egg count. It was much higher this time around after six months of the bean count. And clearly this has been a really successful embryo process. So... Yeah, that's my two cents. Otherwise, I'm really excited to get into today's episode with Jessica and I, where we explore superstitions. Welcome, guys, back to the Expanded Podcast. We have another episode of Explained with Lacey Phillips. Yay! We are recording today from the Forest Retreat House. Which is so lovely and cozy. It's so nice having you. I'm sad you're here for only a night. I know. It's so quick. And we're so lucky. We have Kristen Dahl here who is personal chefing for all of us to nourish us so that we can just focus on the work and get this content to you and not fall over dead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So well nourished. This is my first time here and it is stunning like you've done such an incredible job with this house like thank you from seeing it on instagram and then coming in person it's like holy shit wow <laughs> that's so am- wait till you impressive. do the sauna i know and i know you'll have to come back in the summer when the outdoor claw foots are all ready oh. do your bio mat tonight i know i'm so excited it's so awesome you guys have to check it out this is not a plug this is just my genuine excitement yeah. <laughs> um So today we are going to be talking about superstition and how superstition uh, sort of can block manifestation and how it sort of relates to programming and what we're calling in and what that means and what how superstition sort of shows up 
in all of our lives. Um, So I'll start off with a quote by you. Superstition were just witnessed occurrences by our ancestors without explanation and instilled to keep us safe. However, our reality is anything our subconscious mind believes it is through imprintation, expansion, and worth. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think this is a really important topic because essentially I think that superstition can apply to everything we've ever been exposed to. Yeah. Certainly we're really familiar with superstition that's, you know, almost laughable to us and widely common, such as black cats or walking under a ladder. However, it's really rampant, honestly, in spirituality. Superstition's really um, a block. And I started to learn that because I had really abided by that old form of manifestation, which I call kind of rhetoric, where it's all about don't feel your negative feelings or you'll attract more negativity fake it until you make it. And I did, you know, really try all of these genuinely, like I imagine many people have, and it just did not prevail. And if anything, it actually put me in a lot more misery because I couldn't feel my feelings fully. And therefore I had a lot of pent up grief, sadness, resentment, unworthiness, unhappiness, insecurity. And I think that superstitions can be a real injustice to us. And really at the end of the day, they are like you said in that quote, they really are just these occurrences our ancestors sort of watched and and saw happen but didn't really have an explanation to. So they're like, maybe if you do step on the left foot, you'll have seven years of bad luck. Mm -hmm. So don't do it. You know, it's just to keep us safe. But in reality, we all should know by now. And if we don't, we're here to give you that licensing that all anything you program into your mind at this point through neuroplasticity, you create to be your reality. Therefore, that's what you attract. So you really don't have to worry about societal superstition that you picked up. I mean, it's deep too, which we'll get into. Yeah. And then this is kind of an interesting, like fun fact. Uh, So according to medical news letter today, quarter of adults in the U.S. consider themselves to be uh, superstitious and a trend that's revealed among younger people that 70% of U.S. students rely on good luck charms to be better on academic performance. So do you feel like this sort of superstitious or I need my crystals to do this or I need that like they're all added bonuses but but kind of I guess where is the where is the line now of this is a added little fun thing and this is like I can't function without it you know I'm this I'm the person who's imbibed in all of the things there's nothing you can throw at me in the spiritual or wellness realm that I can't be like been there done that you know and I also um own many of the things they call this actually spiritual materialism so it's like one of the most liberating things that I'm grateful enough to have been through um I've you know experienced enough was I used the moon for years to manifest with. I remember the very specific time. It was New Year's Eve. It was a full moon. I was working at the Laugh Factory. And as soon as I got off, which, you know, was arguably close to midnight, I grabbed one of the other girls and I was like, we have to go to the beach right now because the full moon is cleansing. I mean, this was back in fucking like 2009, eight. And I was like, we have to go right in the sand. Everything we want to like cleanse and get rid of for the year. You know, we can't not do this into the new year because that's so important. 
I did the same thing with crystals. I've, I've used, and I call these enhancements, um, but you don't need anything to manifest. And I think that we're starting to see like that, that's such an interesting statistic that I think we're starting to see superstitions become really popular again amongst youth because wellness has become so trendy again. It's had such a, a massive comeback and it's starting to become so mainstream. So again, I just encourage you in manifestation, block all those things you've learned. You don't need anything to manifest. You do not need even paper. You don't have to even write down pen and paper. We suggest that when you're making your list, but you do not need that. You don't need anything but unblocking the imprintation you picked up in childhood, expanding, and then, you know, passing tests being in your worth. How do you see superstition um, as it compares to patterning? Right. Because patterning, well, I think a simple definition is, is every person has personal patterning, which I do think can evolve over time. Mm -hmm. But to break that down simply, we all do kind of have our own patterns, right? So in manifestation, you can really look back at the very big manifestations you've ever had come through that just felt so kismet. And you knew there was a point of consciousness where you asked for it or wanted it. I even remember this co-star I had in a movie once, Max Rogue, that he said, it's so crazy, Lacey. When I was really little, I wanted to be a lion when I grew up. I really wanted to have like these big eyebrows that were fierce and something else about his caricature and his face. And he manifested those. He has those, you know. Mm. And so if you look back on these bigger manifestations you've had, generally there will be sort of patterning that happened leading up to that. Mm -hmm. Your own versions of how tests come through or how your intuition downloads or what your magic dark patterns look like. Mm -hmm. So patterns are our own personal thing we experience in our lifetime. So it's sort of a discovery of ourselves, whereas superstitions were put onto us. Mm -hmm. So they're another form of programming. And honestly... I think they're one of the most irresponsible forms of programming, aside from things, you know, like gender programming and oppression programming. I think this is um, another form of irresponsible programming because one of the biggest indicators, which we'll get into, but one of the biggest indicators are we fear that if whatever the superstition is that shows up in our life will attract more bad things or bad things are coming. So it really puts us into this frozen um, state of uh, complacement. Mm -hmm. Is that the word I want to come up with? We don't grow. We don't adjust. We don't, we don't evolve past this. So I really want to start inviting people to look much deeper into even the subliminal superstition that we don't even realize we've picked up. So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child, and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else 
such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. kind of go through some of some of the examples that you know we kind of pulled from team members and around us to like um thinking negatively you're going to attract more negativity like that's back to the old school rhetoric of like you have to think positive if you think negative all the time you're going to attract negativity around you and there's a big difference between um having negativity because you need to process through a negative emotion which is healthy versus uh looping on a blocked pattern, which would be like that superstition, right? Yeah. And this is a great one to talk about because specifically with negativity, again, this manifestation has been around for arguably 5,000 years, probably much greater than that, because really at the end of the day, superstition is a form of control, feeling somewhat empowered. What is manifestation? A form of control or controlling your reality. So they go hand in hand. Mm. However, I have to give some... Um, leeway to whichever of our ancestors came up with negativity attracts more negativity because that's just what they see they were seeing occurrences and putting that together and maybe that person didn't have the gift of reading energy and Mm. they weren't able to spot personal patterning they just went with what had been told to them and therefore generations it's gone on or came back in the 70s again and then the 2000s with the secret and things but um, I think a really important thing to look at there are aspects of negativity when it comes down to neuroscience that does affect you, right? If you're surrounded in a negative environment at all times, the reinforcement in the neuroplasticity of your brain is going to reinforce how unworthy you are. Therefore, you're going to not be attracting what Mm -hmm. you want, Mm -hmm. right? Or if the only people you're surrounded around are negative people. However, if you just happen to have negative emotions coming up or negative um, experiences or feelings, you know, that when bad things can continue to happen to you. And I do quote unquote bad because I really believe that a lot of things are lessons and spiritual growth when we're pushed to pain, regardless of truly how devastating it can be, that's where our true spiritual growth happens. But when that's happening to us, right, we can argue that, um, that's going to get more, the fear that it's going to get Mm -hmm. more. And it really doesn't work that way at all. So there is that, that clarity of making a difference between environment and people, but it's really because on a mere neuron level, you're just experiencing reinforcement over and over and over again from outside environmental sources that you're unworthy. Totally. And, and even, um, so thinking negative and for an example of like, oh no, I feel, you know, mad about this situation it's a fleeting thought you're all of a sudden not going to have a a bad day because this one thought like you said a million times like 
we're just not that powerful to have that thought in and out of our conscious state. Like we're going to have negative thoughts flying in and out all the time. It's the things that are looping in our subconscious that are creating it is what's going to be what we're manifesting from. And that's very different from a superstition of like, oh, I thought negative, something bad's going to happen right away. Exactly. And honestly, those loops of negativity in our subconscious, when you really break those down to the root, again, it just goes back down to unworthiness, which really goes down to unlovable. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to is when we're projecting out that we're unlovable, we're not lovable enough to receive the counterpart to whatever we're trying to call in. Mm. So that was a really good distinction. Um, so that kind of goes along with like bad juju or negative things happening. But even like uh, my astrologer or my astrology oh, this says this, you know, how do you decipher, well, my chart says that I'm supposed to do, you know, I'm going to be this type of person or my astrologer read that I'm going to be this type of whatever, how do we break that down? Yeah, this is a big one because I think since spirituality has had such a massive comeback and normalization mm -hmm. of, of a fad almost, you could call it, because yeah. it's become sort of new wave um, or mainstream, that we're all running out to see all of these people. And I've always, always caution clients when I used to work with them is please don't work with future projectors. You can create whatever reality you want. And I honestly have to take personal accountability because I finally learned that the hard way through a trust muscle. So I had like a serious psychic addiction when mm -hmm. I was an actress and really poor because I, I didn't have any idea when things would happen. And when my monetary state would change or all of these, you know, pilots I was going out for whatever and movies, I wasn't booking them. So it was like, well, again, wanting to feel that sense of control and having somebody look into that for me, which most of them weren't accurate. But at one point I got this Vedic reading, astrology reading, and he said, according to your chart, you'll always be poor, which we now know isn't the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the beautiful, the most beautiful, personal, expanding moments I can have because we can go back into our past and serve as our own expanders, right? We can look back and see how far we've come to certain goals we've set. And again, that's another form of looking back into our patterning. We can go back and look, go look at, wow, I've hit this place. What were the pattern steps I took to get there? And for me, it was the simplicity of what we teach and unblocked money. I learned how to expand. I learned to open up portals. I really started to listen to my core essence. I started to close down and get rid of anything that wasn't serving me. Like I had the personal pattern, which is what I teach to you. And then another really interesting example, I was just abroad for the speaking tour and I ended up, you know, being near a friend and a healer who has transitioned to living in this new place, which is very different from her home. And back home, she was a really big fish in a small pond. She was really successful and killing it and had connections everywhere. And, as, and she had so much flow moving to this new place. I remember when it was coming in for her, I was like, whoa, you're so magnetic. The universe is so supporting this move. You have to go. And then when she got there, it was like resistance, financial. It was like one thing after another just plummeted her and her partner and so we were having a conversation she came to the you know the speaking event she was like could we just have a phone call and we sat there and one thing I really remember her saying the night before she was like well my Vedic astrologer said you know come on you don't have to keep calling me until November it's just going to be hard and this is you know current 
in January. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's bullshit. You need to get rid of any future casting. It's absolute bullshit. And so after the speaking event, we had a chat and I was like, mm, I'm really receiving the information that the download for you what attracts money inside of unblocked money? I talk about this very heavily, but it's a masculine worth energy, which I break that down in there. It's different from other worthy energy. It's a masculine like commanding. And I go, I think you've lost that. And I think what it is, is you're a smaller fish over here. You don't feel, you don't have that commanding worth energy. You kind of feel a little bit of trauma or you feel a little bit plummeted from all of these things happening to you. And if you could just get that back, that's what's going to start attracting all the abundance right to you. You're not cursed vedically. You don't have to wait until November. It's mm-hmm. all going to transform. And literally the next day, she ended up going to a meeting with her book publisher. And she she was like kind of playing herself down. And she was like, oh, we don't have to do like a book party launch. And he was like, what? What in the fuck are you talking about? He was like, you are, you're amazing. Your company's amazing. You're notorious for these types of, types of events. Like, who are you? What have you turned into? And it was that reflection through him. She was able to mirror and re-see her old self of that masculine worth energy mm-hmm. that, um, you know, successful, had earned where she was at, had so much deservingness for her creative eye and what she's bringing to the table and what she teaches. And she snapped into her worthy energy literally the day after that. If I could even tell you the phone call she was getting of opportunities, who she was getting opportunities of working with, with huge corporations, it just started to flood back in. And so I really, really encourage people I love, I have my own support team. You all know that I work with Danny Beinstein often. You know, um, I've worked with many people. I've shared them on this podcast, but what I absolutely do not do is future projecting. And what that looks like is telling me what's going to happen in six months to a year to five, you know, five Mm -hmm. years. I only talk about the energetics of what's happening right now and how I need to unblock and move through them. So I encourage you, if you work with any type of team or healer or spiritual support, Work on the now. Don't let anybody predetermine and set those blocks into your mind that you have to unblock of your future because you really can, like I did through my Vedic astrology reading, you can create whatever you want. And again, it's a form of superstition, not challenging their talent or their gifts, but I think what the overarching message is going to be in this episode is you can create your entire reality if you simply start to question every programming you've picked up in your life or superstition or societal messaging that isn't true. And we'll get into how to start determining what is and what isn't, but it really comes down to, is it aligning with your core essence, your authenticity, you know? And I would argue most superstition does not. Yeah. It's limiting. Yeah, I think that's so expansive. And I think even if you look at um, like they'll have like daily horoscopes, for example, if I made a promise that I would never listen to them the morning of the day, I would listen afterwards to see if oh, it I love connected. Because if I listened in the morning and it was like, you're going to have difficulty communicating your relationship today for some reason it implants in my subconscious, I'm going to have difficulty communicating. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, because I have the superstition that 
I trust this thing. Yes. And that what they're saying is correct. Yes. A hundred percent. And I love science. Like I have a lot of intuitive gifts, but that's why we started this whole explained to really break down how truly approachable and practical and just real this process is rather than super woo woo and I just love science and I really appreciate it even though I can channel and I can read energy and I'm claircognizant I really appreciate understanding how our brain works why things happen it's just beautiful that it's starting to catch up with you know these gifts that we've known exist or blah 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 but anyway Um, They break it down and scientifically, which I totally agree with as well, and I hope I don't really offend anybody, but I am an avid believer in astrology. Yeah, same. But daily horoscopes, I mean, there's just... There's, well, there's so, so much in our chart, mm-hmm. personally. I mean, I would encourage people to not tune into this ever. Yeah. That, yeah. that to me, seems like bubblegum. Right. Like Why you're would not, you... Yeah, you're not taking into account so many different aspects that affect you personally yeah absolutely yeah like just starting with your 12 planets and houses that have that there's no way this horoscope can pinpoint right right totally agree yeah yeah good example and then I'll just kind of rattle off some of the other ones scared to speak about something before it happens because it's not going to come true whether that's with a partner a job whatever so sort of like that fear is implanted that like oh if I speak too excitedly about it I lose it Mm -hmm. and that energy of that if I don't do something that I've always done this time then things will go wrong you have an example (laughs) mine was um in a like little child I think it was like uh if anyone watched Charmed growing up they made um their the book of shadows and they like sold it if anybody watched Charmed growing up you're gonna want to (laughs) reprogram all of that superstition so so much to reprogram (laughs) but they had they sold a book of shadows and I think it was just like a little fun spell book for kids or something and in one of the things they said if you need protection you should visualize a blue aura around your plane and visualize it taking off with the blue aura around it and then landing. So ever since I flew when I was really young, I did this without really kind of thinking, just more of like a fun exercise. And now I'm like, I know it will probably be fine, but it worked every other time. Is it the differentiating factor there? You know, I have to give a lot of credit to – I. I love studying religions and I love studying different thoughts of spirituality. I'm just really into theology in general. And one that I really have to give a lot of credit to is the Christian scientists. Mm -hmm. And I certainly love that. We have one on our team that Mm -hmm. I am always picking her brain (laughs) because she's so fascinating to me. She's fourth generation. And though I personally don't identify as religious, um, I love... I love so many of the teachings and aspects. And what I love about it is it's so incredibly empowering. And I would argue scientifically, if they did studies on this, it's probably one of the best placebos that exist on the planet yeah. just for simply for health. But it's applicable for every aspect of your life, whether it's finance, love. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, it really has almost the same messaging as this process. It's like when you're into inherent deservingness and uh, worth and expansion, you really, and what that means is getting back to your true authentic essence. You really do get anything you want. You can be as healthy as you want. Yeah. But what I love about it is in their teachings, they really teach you to have a spiritual sense and understanding of being you know, one with whomever you identify with, whether it's God or the universe. Um, 
So it actually alleviates any weight and matter, mm. meaning the body, physical items. I mean, it just takes away any weight in it. And it, it sort of like um, cancels all of that out so that you're just sort of eternally untouchable, such as something like the plane or that would to to them would be un fathomable right because they wouldn't even sit down and question that because they'd be like no of course no there's just fine. and they believe in the uh energetics they call it spiritual laws the unseen mm. and therefore nothing could ever happen to them yeah <laughs> the plane yeah. in general well and the next one was cultural which yeah. i think that's a really a really big one i mean any of my russian friends or even the Irish, like we have so many, it's just, again, it's, yeah. it's lineages and ancestral. And, you know, as we're sitting here talking to Kristen before I have an Iranian uncle, so I'm very familiar with like Iranian culture yeah. and sh- her friend, her mother, you know, has been telling her if you dress a certain way, you won't attract a partner. If you are over a certain age, you're no longer valuable. Mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm. again, it's just looking at, Anything you've picked up from societal programming to superstition to uh, societal messaging, you have to unblock it all. You can have whatever you want, but you literally have to go back into your subconscious and not only unblock it, but you need to expand out of it. Those are the two most absolute, absolutely important things to have autonomy over your reality. And mm. if, if you're abiding by any superstition in general, it's either A, because you've never questioned it, or B, you're trying to gain a sense of control. But if you want real control, I mean, you might as well get rid of it all. Then you yeah. have a sense of controlling your reality. I think that's uh, interesting too with habits where people put habits on you. Like maybe you've done something a few times like, oh, you're just a person that's lazy or you're just a person tired. Who do- shows up late to everything. That's just who you are. You've been that way your whole life. And it's like, well, what if I choose not to identify with that and understand why I do that and go back and unblock like, then that superstition is no longer on me anymore. Absolutely, a projection, Mm -hmm. which is essentially what superstitions are. They're muddled projections. And to elaborate on that, I would say the same thing for systems. I'm a lover of systems. I mean, I I talk about astrology on here and human design, but I'm currently in a phase, as I'm interested in this topic, of literally unblocking, reprogramming anything I've taken in about systems because they limit you. They put you in a box. Um, I love to take the things that help expand me and help me go forward or help me reach beyond my own limits that I didn't even know were possible. But right now I'm trying to get rid of everything else. So on the projector note, I'm just fucking getting rid of all of it. And I would argue it's the same for this. Another form of it is like predisposition, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of us, I have this, it's very uh, rampant in Irish culture. You know, it's that, well, I come from a poor family, so we'll be poor. Or Mm -hmm. uh, the women in my family never have a partner, so I'll never have a partner. You Mm -hmm. know, it's really looking at that that predisposition. We could also term that as a superstition. Oh, yes. And then this is one from like kind of like the older school ideas of – I must have gratitude in order to manifest. If I don't have enough gratitude, I won't be able to manifest the things I desire in life. And that's just not 
that's just not accurate. Honestly, I will be a, a firsthand example of that. Again, I always go back to telling people this work has nothing to do with being positive. Uh, manifestation, I'll say in general, nor does it have much to do with being in gratitude. I would argue you will be a much happier person in your life if you have those two um, elements about you. I do have to. I, I do think the positive one um, should never be an excuse to spiritual bypass those feelings we need to feel and work through the grief and the levels of of emotions however um i like to say narcissists are some of the best uh manifestors out there and yeah look at trump <laughs> like yeah. he's an incredible manifester right and many people i i don't know where everybody falls politically and i certainly am not taking a side but um some people would question his moral values right and i don't think trump's walking around with a big gratitude list i'll also take accountability here just the way that I think I've been in survival for so long. This is something I'm, I've been trying to reprogram for quite some time and I'm working on still, it's deeply ingrained that I am a incredible manifester. I mean, epic manifester and it, I have to remind myself and it's so rare that I even think to be in gratitude for what I have. It's mind blowing. And I, again, am, admitting I would be a much happier person if I was actually being present and taking inventory of how much I have to be grateful for. How often I do that would maybe be once a year. And I don't say that to boast in any way, shape, or form, but I do say that to prove to you that um, it isn't what determines what you're manifesting. It will make you a much happier person, but what determines what you're manifesting, again, comes back down to being unblocked subconsciously from imprintation, expanded through mere neurons, seeing to believe through people you admire, and then being in your worth, so not settling. It has really nothing to do with gratitude, but again, I will reinforce that you would be happy if you added gratitude on to all of that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So let's kind of go through that identifying superstition for you. So those key elements that can kind of highlight for each person, how do I know if this is a superstition playing out in my life? So this is a good checklist. If you're driving your car, uh, just make note of this in your mind. Or if you, if you have free hands, write these out as notes. This is really a good checklist to to be able to see because some people will still have the question, well, how do I know if this is superstition or intuition or, you know, is it just a trigger? Um, and these, this is a good little filtration process to ask yourself these questions. Yeah. So number one, does it make you feel like something bad is coming? Ominous, luminous, oh no, something. I saw this thing and whenever I see that little omen or sign, that's when bad things happen. This should be already starting to get your brain to unlock some of your superstitions just Mm -hmm. from that question. Is it a societal standard but feels out of alignment for your soul? So again, it's getting back to maybe culturally you grew up. Um, I know even in in some Asian cultures and in China that the color red is is very divine. And um, I think it's the number eight. Like I think there are studies that even show that culturally people will buy less groceries to make sure they hit that number eight. So, you know, is this something that around you has always been socially acceptable but 
inside your core essence is like, that doesn't really make sense to me. Why am I just sleepwalking through this thing and following it? What is your core essence saying Mm. and questioning? Uh, Does it put you in a box? This is a great one. So again, um, getting back to something like uh, the astrologer, you know, the Vedic reading, all of a sudden, does that put you in a limited box? Or if you look at something like a lot of societal messaging on women, you know, women aren't good drivers. There's one. There's mm-hmm. just a societal, like we see it in media that's projected back at us that could be considered a superstition, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's really looking from something, you know, super serious to, to the little things. And um, yeah, what's going on there? Do you feel like something's putting you in a box? Because that's usually a form of superstition. Yeah. And then the last one is, do you feel like you have a figur- figurative curse put on you? And that's like, and we don't mean that like if you watch Charmed when yeah. you were little, <laughs> but that's like one wave hits you after another. It's like, mm-hmm. bam, bam, bam. I keep getting hit with like these shitty situations do I have a curse on me? What's happening? And I think that we really, I have this happen to me. We're all start to think, and this certainly will happen to Max, my fiance, where he'll be like, what is going on? Is, is something after me? Or did somebody give me the evil eye? Or, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's something so ancestrally ingrained in us that that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. If we look back at simple manifestation energetics, you're being forced into a rock bottom or a rut and a rock bottom energetically, why that would happen. And, you know, when you get earthquake, something really shattering happens, it's like your job gets taken away from you. You get a DUI or just, you know, whatever you're like earth, you get broken up with something feeling earthquakey or earth shattering. It's because you've been consciously or unconsciously asking for something great and it's so close and orbiting around you, but the universe is asking you to grow your self-worth a lot faster to connect with it quicker. So there's always an energetic response or um, definition or something you can look at. You're not cursed. There's nothing wrong with you. The universe is actually trying to help you and work this out with you. So that's, uh, that's a really good example. You know, figuratively speaking, all of a sudden, do you feel like everything's out for you? And I just want to parlay again into when that stuff's happening to you, if you start to look through the right energetic lenses, you'll start to see that Like I said earlier, pain is the biggest evolution of growth and consciousness. So anytime we're we're served up some pain or hardship, not only is the universe being like, wake up, (laughs) like I'm trying to connect you with this thing, but you need to unblock, you need to expand and your self-worth needs to be in alignment with what you're calling in. Not only is that happening, but also you're getting this incredible opportunity to mature and grow into this more evolved being, which I would argue that getting into our most authentic conscious self of love, pureness, oneness, that's the whole journey in this lifetime. So they're gifts. And when you're in it, just think, like think back to listening to this podcast that it's actually the universe wants to connect you. And if you do the workshops, the energy, you learn the energetics and you really follow them correctly. This just happened to my friend. She, and I mean, It's like the same old story forever. She has this very specific view on a very triggering topic that she's educating other people on. And she started to lose, uh, 
she's a freelancer and she started to lose jobs and clients. And then people started bickering around her back that she thought were their, her friends. They were her employers. Uh, and I'm like, you're being rock bottom. This is so beautiful, please. And so I sent her the workshop and she's like, I don't really think this is a rock bottom. And then she watched and she's like, holy shit, I'm totally in this. And these energetics are exactly what I need to follow to stay out of this because she's a very reactive person. So it's like, if you learn the energetics and you don't see things as these archetypal and ancestral superstitions, you actually have tools to dance with the universe and, and really start to control your reality. Okay, so here are some questions from um, some of our Pathway members who are asking on superstitious specific related questions. I'm working through Unblock Money what do you do when you start feeling superstitious about the work and doubt starts to creep in when it once felt so freeing and exciting and now I'm caught up worrying about doing anything and everything wrong in my life, including the work? Yeah, this is a good one. So first, I'm going to give a personal example of this um, because I think it'll give you the perfect tool to look at this. I have this pop-up still. Money has always been my Achilles heel. I grew up with very little of it and my biggest block ever is security. Will the rug be pulled out from under me? So as soon as I started making some money and having an abundant life, I was like, oh my God, it's all going to be taken away. And that still comes up for me. I'm still tested with it. And so it, it's a superstition that comes in that it's like, it's only a limited amount of time that I'm going to have this. I need to invest well and do whatever because the rug will be pulled out from under me. But what we really need to look at there and what I'm often looking at is what's the block? What's the root subconscious belief? And it comes down to one memory is a great example. I've talked about this many a times, but I remember coming home one day young and being like, mom, I want to ride this bike that my dad custom, you know, made for me. And it was so sentimental and meaningful because he did it. And my mom said, I'm sorry, I couldn't pay the storage. So all of everything got taken away, which were all of my toys. So that's what's needing to be addressed. And so for this specific, um, question it's like we get into this flow right and everything's flowing and going and blah 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 and now all of a sudden we're afraid that we're like trying to do everything perfectly because what if that flow stops and blah 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 and that's a superstition um the only reasons flows will stop they won't even stop i'd argue but they it's like the hose clenches tighter is because there's some energetic shifting that has to happen in your life, whether it's um, unblocking something now, it's a new layer because you're calling in new, bigger and better things. And now you're having to address what in your subconscious is linked to that, that's saying, uh, it's projecting actually, uh, no, I don't deserve that. In fact, keep it away from me. So it's like you're having to address that or you're needing to go find the expander that's going to open enough space for you for this newer thing. Um, or it could be the simplicity of needing to remove things in your life that are making you subtle. That's a huge way that we're tested from the universe. It's like, if you're still going to hang out with that friend who's a narcissist and takes the place of your partnership realm because you spend all of your time with them and you're giving constantly to them, there's no space for your thing to come through. So just know most likely if this is happening, it just means you're up leveling and therefore you're needing to take a new look at the layer that needs to be unblocked, the new expansion that has to happen. Um, and the greatest places for those, of course, is the daily reprogramming exercises. Mm -hmm. We have inner child and shadow. We have trigger in there. We even have expanders to look at, am I expanded enough for this? And then certainly unblock no is going to be that piece that really helps you see what on the material plane you need to get out of your life that's taking space of that thing coming through. So it's not 
the superstition's not real and you do actually have actionables you can do if you get to that place. Yeah. And I think there's also like, um, if you have a really big manifestation that you're calling in, let's say it's a financial one, right? And that's like the biggest place that you're blocked. If you aren't seeing results for a long time, there's a feeling of like losing the faith of like, oh God, it's, it's not coming. It still doesn't come. Like this this process doesn't work for me Mm -hmm. or all the things. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, and I was even in this place, you know, when I was in between jobs at a certain point and I was like, oh my gosh, like how much longer can I hold out? Like, am I doing, yeah. Yeah. Like, am I doing all the right things? Like, I hope this works, but holy shit. What if I, what if like, this is all just a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all Mm -hmm. snake oil. You know, what am I going to do? Yeah. And the thing that you can't look to the thing that is blocking you the most to come in immediately, you have to go back to, okay, where am I um, expanded in? Where am I blocked in? And start calling in things in those realms, like even like micro things and get back to the place of like, okay, I'm safe. Oh, I do trust this. Look, when I do it on this other thing that I'm expanded in, things come through. Okay breathe like you're everything is gonna be okay and you kind of I I'm I know I'm can uh provide for myself I've done it before look at all the past times I've done it great everything's okay and then you take it step by step by step but don't try to panic and force that thing if that thing's gonna be in your magic dark at that moment yeah I agree and I think you touch on two really important things um past patterning like I mentioned before to expand you in your current state Mm -hmm. and then also addressing the trust muscle which Mm -hmm. I think you said before the episode and just now really well that the way to really build your trust muscle yeah, when you manifest something big using this process, you certainly go, oh, fuck, this really works. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the true way to do it is through small manifestations over and over and over and over again. Then you're like, oh, this always works. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can trust this for the bigger stuff and the bigger stuff. So just knowing that, I think you outlined those two great points that are very valuable. Yeah. And hang in there. The money, the money's coming. I promise. <laughs> it really. It, once you learn how to unlock it, and it takes time because it's the thing we are the most attached to in society because of security mm-hmm. and having to live on the material plane. We mm-hmm. can't just not have money, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but once you unlock the energy and get comfortable with it, it's like so easy and endless. Mm-hmm. And you'll know when you're there. You'll be like, "This is what she was talking about." Mm-hmm. And it, it happens. Mm-hmm. Just stick with it. And in, in places where I've felt lack before, money will come through like... In different ways. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll have to pay for something and then that exact amount will come back in that I was like not expecting nor counting on. I'm like, what? Yeah. How is this? Okay, cool. This is awesome. Totally. Like this is... How is this happening? Um, it really does. It really does come through that way. It really... It can come through gifts. It can come through a weird portal out of nowhere like Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's wild it's amazing so another scenario we had that came through was the fake it till you make it superstition what is the balance between creating space for a manifestation to come through 
or getting rid of too much. For instance, I'm cleaning out my closet to get rid of what doesn't light me up in hopes my manifestation clothes will come through and make me feel magnetic. I'm already a huge minimalist with clothes. However, not much is coming through and I feel like now I have nothing to wear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because I've been there. Yeah. 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 Is, Is there a bunch of magnetism accumulating here? Am I waiting to be unblocked as much as I am creating this space or should I just not have gotten rid of things until I manifest the next one? I'm kind of confused. Yeah, to be honest, um, I say this on the tour, a lot of the speaking tour, which we have Australia left. Um, we have Vancouver and I may announce secret dates, but don't don't hold on to anything being transparent there. Um, but I've been saying this a lot on the tour that there has to be three things equally energetically balancedly. I'm making that word up in motion unblocked, expanded, passing test. All three things have to be going on there. Or I'll say worth because many things are encompassed in the worth umbrella, which can be getting rid of the things that make you feel small. If you're doing just that, actionable, but you're not unblocked enough, you're, there has to be a triage in motion. So if that's unlocked, you've gotten rid of the things and you know there's a lot of space cleared there, now you know you have the clue, I have to go look at the other two. Am I truly expanded enough? And I actually do really want to, this is a good um, a good point to touch on expanders even deeper because as you guys know, last month, we last I mean the two months of the year, the start of the year, we really went really deeply into that. And we gave you a checklist of things, right? Of how to identify an expander and how to identify if you're expanded enough. But one thing I want to make very, very clear, and so I was in London I was sitting down with a couple of friends. We were having dinner and there was a very successful woman there. I want to say in her late thirties, she was probably my age or a little bit older. And she was like, I I don't know what it is. I'm just surrounded by incredible couples. My parents have an incredible relationship. All of my siblings have an incredible relationship. So do my friends. And I just don't know what it is. And I'm like, yeah, but have you ever met a very successful woman financially and in business who has an incredible relationship? And she went, oh, I haven't. And I'm like, is there a part of you on your subconscious level that you watched your parents' relationship, even though it's so beautiful, was it the relationship you wanted? And she said, oh God, no. And I said, well, yeah, then you took that in as if I go that route, like my parents, then I'll be locked in that prison. Even though it was an amazing prison for them, it's not, well, I won't say it was a prison for them, but it looked like one to you. It's something you don't want to be locked in. So subconsciously you're pushing away because your mind still operates from that child imprintation that that's what a relationship looks like. So it's projecting out, stay back. I'm cool on my own. I don't want that. So until you deal with that and until you find three women who are incredibly successful that have the relationship you want, that you actually really have that aha moment with each of them and go, oh my gosh, she has that. Oh, I can definitely have this. It can't come through. So just a way to get even clearer on the expanders. Think right now, bring to mind what you're calling in and get that specific. What's your, and I don't want to say hang up. But what's the point of you in ratio to this thing you're calling in where you feel like an exception? So for her, she felt like an exception. She is very, very successful financially and in business. That's her exception. What is your exception? Do your current expanders 
also have that exception. It is so important. So just getting back to this, um, that's your clue. If you have done the physical unblocking, you need to now look at the other two to make sure that those are equally as developed, the expansion and the subconscious unblocking. Yeah. And then I also want to touch on like a point that you've mentioned before is there's a lot of rhetoric and manifestation where it's like, you know what, go, go buy that $400 purse. Oh, even though you have no yes. money in your bank account. I used you'll, to do that too. You'll be expanded. It'll come through. It's a good way to go into debt. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of, so break that down too for like, why is that, why is that not them jumping off the cliff? How is those, how are those different? Right. So it's the same way I caution, don't leave your job until you have a fuck you fund or a bridge job, right? Because when push comes to shove, if you've been settling for a really long time in that job, I just think this is a really relatable example. And just say you leave it, but you're not expanded enough and you certainly have an unblocked in your subconscious level, what's going to happen? You're going to fucking go broke in your magic dark and then you're going to be stuck having to get a similar shitty job just as you had before. And that's going to then create all of this fear in you. Actually, it creates superstition that now, oh my God, I can never manifest the job I want or I'm never going to jump off of a cliff again. And it's like, no, you have to be supported before you jump off of a cliff. So an example of that could be like, go buy the really expensive car or lease it, even though you don't have the money and the money will come. And it's like, bullshit, the money's going to come unless you have, unless you've done unblocked money where you have a portal open to your thing, you've gotten rid of your other portals, you've expanded enough, you've unblocked enough, blah, blah, blah. Then you can go pull that for sure. That actually at the end of it, when all of those are in play and you really know manifestation well enough like I do this now I always go I'm so expanded I'm unblocked in this I'm gonna go and do something financially to jump off of a cliff and then I know it's gonna magnetize that thing closer I would never ever do that before knowing all of the foundational work is cool in place I can actually I've done this enough times where I know that those things are locked in that's when I would do it but certainly do not do that in the beginning and certainly do not do that if you're not unblocked enough expanded enough Um, it's just a great way to go into debt I know because I used to do that years ago and I had credit card debt from it yeah it was like this isn't bringing me this stuff yeah and that's another huge superstition that, yeah, and I've been there too with like um, moving from career jobs. I'm like, I'm going to quit everything and I'm going to write, I'm going to quit working for, you know, production jobs that I don't like and write my own script and sell it tomorrow. <laughs> You're like Jim Carrey. Yeah. Even though that worked for him, but I would argue he had done a he, lot of TV right. work and expanded. And expanded, blah, blah, blah. unblocked. He was working in the industry. Totally. Um, so his check got cash. Exactly. The one he wrote. And but it he's didn't, an exception. It didn't take until I was around other writers and saw the process of writing and understood what, you know, it means to be doing this and, and, and that you're valuable enough. Yeah. I mean, that's something I'm sure you didn't have moving out here and no. like, I'm just going to be a successful writer. Yeah. Right. Right. It Unless you grew up with a parent that was exactly. It wasn't like it's going to come through immediately, but it was like a, Oh, I, I have this calling. I feel like I want to do this right now. Cool. I'm going to just drop everything, say fuck it. And like, just go for that a hundred percent. And it's like, Okay, now I need a reality check because that's still, you know, a desire of mine. I could still pursue it, but I need to get everything else in order before even going there. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, I a thousand percent all the way. And I will give you a full picture. What's interesting is in the journey of unblocking, expanding, whatever, that became 
not what I wanted to. Which is a huge, I mean, this feels a little off topic, but I think everything's on topic and explained. That would happen so often that Mm. when I would work with clients, they'd want like the big house or the whatever externally validating thing. It's totally fine. Like I'm a woman of luxury. I love luxury. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I have like getting back into superstitions. But again, this is one that works for me, right? It validates the things I want that will take me further. I have like a Torin North node. I, I'm i very Venusian. I love luxury and nice things and great design. You know, I love that. But it's a part of my authentic core essence. Mm. So when we're starting this manifestation practice and we just want all these external validations and then we start doing the work, we're like, oh, oh shit, that's not, I don't even want that, my dad wanted that or a magazine told me I wanted that and what I really want what my heart really wants is this other thing so it's really beautiful it's a beautiful unfolding because all this work is doing is introducing you to your authentic self and helping you get closer to your fully magnetic authentic self love it wow so I think that was really expansive even opened my eyes to so many aspects of superstition and sort of breaking that down and understanding when I heard superstition oh black cats and ladders you know and now it's like oh wow it really plays a role in so many other aspects of my life where can I dig deep expand and look at all those and block them well I really want to take that this end note to touch on just that right like we think that stuff's laughable now black cats and ladders Mm -hmm. and a number number 13 or Friday the 13th whereas that was something that was actually very serious and um, even the way that our ancestors would work with druids or the wise people to try to control the harvest. And they would do things like sacrificial things to control the harvest, you know, and those things were very serious. And now we look at them because we've had industrial and technological advances that we think that's all the silliest stuff on the planet. But the one question I want to pose to you to philosophize on as we end this is what in your life right now feels very serious and scary that puts you in a box, that causes fear, that maybe isn't a part of your innate self, what is there that in maybe 50 years from now would be very silly? That's a suit. Those are superstitions. So really just take the moment to meditate on that today, tonight, because that's where you can really start unblocking. Great place to head is the daily reprogramming exercises. Take them through, look at them. Um, it's holding you back from your authentic core magnetic essence, which is where you become magnetic and manifest from. Mm. See you next week. See you next week, guys. <laughs> Enjoy your unblocking. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you so much for tuning into the episode and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. 
in it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this, you'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week.